Welcome to episode 169 of the Left Behind Game Club. This week, we play Fallout 3. Let's get right into it. You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have one friend with me. You know her, you love her. Her name is Katie Lesperance. Oh, hi. I've never been oh, on a Left Behind one-on-one before. I feel like there's heightened yeah. pressure. Yeah, I was also feeling quite nervous, especially because of the nature of this video oh. game, but we'll do fine, probably. Yeah, it'd be great. Or we'll never host together just the two of us <laughs> ever again. Uh, today we're going to the Wasteland. Uh, we are playing Fallout 3. Uh, this one developed by Bethesda Game Studios, published by Bethesda Softworks, uh, originally released on October 28th of 2008. Uh, this has been on my want to playlist for a very long time. Um, but before we talk about it, we're going to do the one sentence fast pitch, which is a one sentence pitch on the video game that we're about to play. Katie, did you want to kick us off and and give us your one sentence pitch about this one? Sure. Um, So, I mean, so I could go the obvious route and just Uh say it's Elder Scrolls meets Metro 2033 and that's Mm -hmm. it. The end. Goodbye. But Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to go with it is a it's basically a magazine personality quiz, but in the end times with guns. You know, like, wow. like, do you want to help? The, do you like to help people out of the kindness of your heart? Yes or no. Or or do you want there to be a benefit to yourself? Or or mm-hmm. C, do you not give a bleep about anybody? That's basically it. <laughs> That's a completely different direction than I was going to take it in. I was going to go basic, basic baddie on this one and just say, it's our inevitable future, the video game, and oh. Liam Neeson's my daddy. Oh, no. Yeah, but the most important part is Liam Neeson is my dad. Mm, okay, yes. Should I say daddy again? No, please stop. Okay, cool. Uh, I need to know what your history is with Bethesda because this is my first ever Bethesda RPG. What? Did you know that? No! Yeah, this is my first Bethesda RPG ever. I thought that you had like dabbled in an Elder Scrolls at some point. Never touched one. Oh my god. Yep. Um. Okay, so I have more experience than that. Um, so I've I've always I was I've always loved a an Elder Scrolls. Like sometimes I'll just mm-hmm. fire one up when I was a kid. I was like I was like oh Daggerfall. Like I'd play a bunch of Daggerfall. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And then um, I took a bit of a break and then I played a bunch of Skyrim. Um, mm-hmm. So Fallout in particular, when mm-hmm. I had played a little bit of like the OG Fallout on pc Mm -hmm. um i think it was a demo but it was like pretty it was pretty meaty demo um and then beyond that i couldn't really get much further anyway because i was a kid and it was kind of hard yep um and then just i don't know maybe a couple years ago i fired up fallout 4 for a bit Mm -hmm. and put maybe Mm -hmm. 12 hours into that and then i don't know stopped and started playing something else um so yeah so that's where i'm at okay i've played obsidian rpgs before Oh, okay. but I've never played a Bethesda developed. So, so maybe that's like the weird cop out of like, I have played the Outer Worlds, which is like similar Not the to the same, this. though. 
but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made Fallout New Vegas, so like, I think they're the closest analog to playing a Bethesda game, and they're all Xbox Game Studios now anyway. Mm-hmm. They're all under Big Daddy Phil, yes. so... I just how many times will I say daddy this episode? <laughs> I'll count, I'll we'll keep see. a counter. That's four times. Uh so <laughs> this is my first Bethesda like core RPG. I've wanted to play either Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas for a very long time. Um I think it's like touted as one of the greatest RPGs of all time. And so I think I could no longer this is my year of playing RPGs. I'm playing my first Final Fantasy. I am playing my first Fallout game. I played Chrono Trigger for the first mm-hmm. time. So, like, we're, we're doing it. And not to spoil the things that we're about to say on this, but I really enjoyed it. Really? I really, really enjoyed Fallout 3. Oh, I'm so surprised. So, I really thought that coming into this, you were going to be like, I see the merits, but it's not for me, and I'll never play another Fallout ever again in my entire life. No. Wow. Uh, I am thinking about the next Fallout game I'm going to play. Oh, yeah. New Vegas probably is what yeah. I'm thinking. It's probably it's New probably Vegas. It's probably going to be I, mine, I just too. know Matthew Perry's like a very core character. And so for some reason, that draws me in really hard. Sold. <laughs> but do you want to talk about like the gameplay of this one or the story set up first? I don't know how to start this. Um, okay. Pro- Why don't I talk about like set up the story? Yeah. And then we can set up the world and how you play this video. I think game. story and world is how to start because honestly, I don't think we're going to talk about the story that much relative to the other thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think really, because again, this game has been talked about for many, many years. Um, the very short version of this is that um, we got atomic technology, uh, humanity killed themselves and created a nuclear apocalypse in 2077 that's that event is referred to as the great war uh this game takes place uh 200 years later and 36 years after fallout 2 which i don't those are entirely different games i don't know if i'll ever go back to it um but you're a character who begins as a child in vault 101 which is one of the vaults that's protected from the wasteland the nuclear fallout of the wasteland and basically, you have to just grow up in the vault, and then a thing happens that thrusts you outside into the wasteland. Yeah, that. What do you think? That sums it up. Um, yeah, you uh-huh. grow up in the vault because so amazing. Yes, it. The I like it as a setup because so Fallout Four, you go into the vault. Um, like at the beginning of the game, like it happens and then you're like cryogenically frozen and then you wake up later. Oh, yeah. Cool. So that's how that game starts. So this game, I was like, oh, that's a good idea to you're you're a vault kid and you've never mm-hmm. left the vault. And like those are the only people yep. you've ever interacted with. Well, people like mm-hmm. um, what's his name? The leader of the of the tunnel snakes, which <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even. Yeah. Uh, his name is like Butch or they something. They watched Grease too. one time. Yes. They're all, they're, the, they're like, uh, uh, West Side Story, they're going to like be snapping their fingers and, and saying they're yeah. going to shiv you. Um, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, you're like, and also they use it as a way to like teach you how the game is played. Like they're like, oh, you're sitting in a classroom and these are, what are your skills? And you have to like punch in the yep. skills you want and you kind of set up your because um, it's an RPG, as we said, your skills, mm-hmm. your character, how your character looks, um, your perks. I don't, I don't know if you get those yep. right away. Or you get a couple right away, um, mm-hmm. which are like random buffs that apply to certain things. It could be simple, like mm-hmm. boosting a stat, or it could be like, oh, you can eat people now. Um, <laughs> it's like So amazing. Amazing. Yeah, there's a big variety I really like. Um, yeah. So no, I like the 
opening and then also then mm-hmm. your character comes out and it's like whoa the world mm-hmm. it makes it um more impactful when you leave the vault because it's a big deal mm-hmm. yeah because it, like the vault door opens and then I, I i think i remember and keep me honest here like you get that thing of like i've not seen natural light in my yeah. entire life so like the camera kind of adjusts to show you the wasteland and the thing i was most surprised about and just remind me because I, I want to talk about one thing in the vault is how bad this game doesn't look because uh, oh. this game is from 2008 and obviously I'm, i played it on xbox series x um first on game pass and then i actually went out and purchased a physical copy of the game for 10 bucks because i was like i'm not paying five dollars for each of the dlcs <laughs> when i can just go get a physical disc for for ten dollars um but i was shocked at how good it looked because i thought it was going to look like ass but it actually looked fine even when I streamed it a little bit on my stream deck, on my Steam Deck through uh, Xbox Cloud, it didn't look awful, and I was shocked. Wow, I th- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think it looks, I think it looks fine. I guess based yeah. on what on other ones that I'd played, like I played Skyrim, it it, it was kind of along my expectations. I do remember mm-hmm. early on you messaged me and um, also host the show Travis Colnut um, that you yeah. said this is like. The, Did I say it's very gray the, and brown? It, yes. You said, so Fallout 3 is really gray and brown. And I'm like, yes. And then as I'm playing it, I'm like, I think that this is the grayest and brownest game of yeah. all time. Like, I uh-huh. can't think of how it could be grayer or browner. Yeah, it really harkens back to, like, that era of, like, bad PlayStation 2 and Xbox game where, like, every inside, co- like... Halo came out and then there's a bunch of games that tried to be Halo where like it was a bunch of inside alien ships but they all look like garbage and it was just like gray walls and like bad technology this is like the better more elevated version of that but it's still like I don't want to say it's not good but it's like you really have to adjust your expectations to be like no no this is going to be a desert a wasteland and any like thing that's not that is just going to be technology yeah, the the detail level I think is is as far as the objects around the environments, mm-hmm. the buildings that you see, I think their level of detail is pretty good for the time. Yeah. But yes, when you get up close to certain I- items, like don't expect the edges to be you know super yeah. nice and everything to look really pretty or or a variety of colors because you're just not going to mm-hmm. get it. They sacrifice texture, in my opinion, for like draw distance draw, because yes. the draw distance is okay mm-hmm. but yeah the textures don't look great draw distance and also just like as with most bethesda's games like level of detail in in the number of different objects and like the amount of attention that they put into how many different things are around you and that you can pick up and that you can uh, yep. use and weapons and uh, like uh medications and and the bajillion characters you can run into and they all have different names yep. and we'll talk to you about different things yep. and i'm like yeah that's that's what we're here for not for you know, things to be super sharp looking. Before we run away from the vault, I do want to say that I was genuinely shocked when your dad is played by Liam Neeson because I didn't know that was a thing. And I did that thing where I'm like, hold on. Is that the Taken Man? Mm-hmm. And I was shocked. I had to IMDb it and was like, holy smokes, that's Liam Neeson. Yeah. Especially at the Remember time. when like big actors did games like this? I feel like they... St- do now more so than they used to like i feel i feel like that's actually uh, i don't know then again i feel like voice acting now has become its own like the height 
the high level voice acting video game voice acting now has yeah. become its own like celebrity level where mm-hmm. it's like no we got yeah. a big get we got troy mm-hmm. baker um as yep. opposed to we got jack black you know yep. it's different um jack mm-hmm. black also does a great job voicing video games but yeah yep. no i was surprised too it kind of it made me think of um mass effect 2 because mass effect 2 has a lot of yeah. Like the Mass Effect series has a lot of um, like celebrity voice Yvonne actors. Yvonne Strahovski is one of them. Who else is in that one? Uh, there's the one guy Besides who's a general. Yvonne, oh, Freddie Prince Jr. is in Mass yes. Effect 3. Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, I think those are the only celebrities I can think of offhand. Yeah, there's a few others. Um, but yeah, it was surprising to me too because I didn't think... It's, it's a big game and he's got a good amount of dialogue. Um, mm-hmm. Like... But they give them the the right bit roles mm-hmm. where like they're the roles that the lines are limited and they're only in certain places. Speaking of Jack Black, like we're we're both very deep into Psych Odyssey, yeah. the Double Fine, like Psychonauts two documentary, and they gave Jack the perfect role where like he shows up as a character. They gave Elijah Wood a, a perfect role too in that one, and they give him a character that fits them well. They can crush it, and it's like only part a certain part of the game. And with Liam Neeson, they did the same thing here. Well, yeah, they're like, hey, Liam Neeson, you're gonna be um, the protective father who yep. loves his daughter. This is like, I do that all the time. Poor son. That's the role I exceed at. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously played, you You just said it, you played a, a, a girl. I played a boy. Mm. Any particular like perks or physical assets or like things that you over-indexed on when you were making your character? Um. Okay, so these games, I tend to not lean towards negotiating i lean more towards i do yeah i figured i thought so i lean more towards (laughs) i want to be able to f up anybody i run into um because i play the so i play these games like a like a sociopath with a heart of gold like (laughs) like if you ask me for help i will absolutely help you but if someone crosses me for a half second i'll just kill them like yep. I'll kill anything yep. that gets in my way. Yep. But like I'll help everybody. Like I end up the mm-hmm. game with good karma, but I want to yep. kill everything. So yes, I lean into like small guns, um being able to carry a lot of things because I want to be yep. able to carry. I want to be able to pick up as much stuff as I want to be able to pick up. Um mm-hmm. those are my two em- things that I emphasize in Bethesda's games is uh load capacity and fighting. <laughs> <laughs> And see, I'm kind of like that where like I never want to be over encumbered. So like that's a thing that I invested in as well. But I also want to be like the silver tongued, like good boy with an edge Mm -hmm. uh, where like I want to help people. But like for people that I deem bad, I want to like talk them out of their things and I want to take their things with my words. Um, and then if things don't work out, then maybe we you shoot with small guns, but like, I want to use my, my speech abilities first. So like I heavily indexed in the speech abilities, which paid off a couple of times throughout the game. I don't think they paid off as much as I hoped they had, but there was a few times where I went, Oh, I really just talked my way out of that. Okay, cool. Or I take, take, took this, I took this very low percentage chance, like speech thing and it actually worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into like uh, settlements and stuff and the characters you meet Uh um speaking of that there's this one guy who's a slaver and basically there was an option of a speech option that was like oh this is like a 15 percent chance and i'm like yep 
nah, I'm just going to kill him. Like, nah, never even mind. <laughs> because honestly, whenever I use the speech, um, like, voice option, mm-hmm. when I win, it almost feels cheap. Because then it's mm. like, oh, you won the quest. You, you said the thing and he said he agreed. And now it's done. I'm like, oh. Like, I almost feel it, it occasionally. Like, if there isn't a second level to it, um, mm-hmm. if it's just like a little side quest and I'm like, oh, that, that almost felt cheap, yeah. which I guess like shooting them in the head is also cheap, but I don't know. That's just the way that I lean. You have to earn it that yeah, way. Yeah. Right. With a bullet to the brain. Uh, I, I was like that. I, I did a couple of quests for Moira at, um, creator side supply mm-hmm. in Megaton and Megaton, Megaton, Megaton. I think I thought it was mega. I thought it was Megaton, like a ton. Megaton. Thank yeah. you. Megaton. And I would just cheat my way through it and just be like, yeah, I did the thing you asked for. And she'd be like, are you sure? And I'm like, of course, I'm trustworthy. And then I would just cheat through. Wow. It. I never even occurred to yeah. me. Yeah. So the things that you can discover in follow through. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not going to be a podcast where we break down every single story beat that happened in that because we would be here for four hours. Um, but I think what I'd love to do is maybe talk about like some of your we haven't talked about the gameplay let's talk about the gameplay and then we'll talk about some of our favorite moments i want to talk about vats because i was shocked at how much i love vats and how much it still works it still works um i ended up Uh using it mostly close range um like when something is like running right up at me i like oh i just go into vats and i'd shoot it and because i found Mm -hmm. long distance i would end up i would hit it on my own more so than i would yeah without it but but no vats it they really modernize that and also that was one key thing from fallout that they're like no we're still fallout we're changing the game completely from fallout one and two but we're keeping vats it's still an rpg like the environment is the Mm -hmm. same it's not top down anymore Mm -hmm. like it's either first person or third person however you choose to play it um but vats is one of the big things that carries over because your fallout one and two is more of a like i said a top-down isometric um real time but then if you run into an enemy it turns into like a type of turn-based where you have ability points you have to spend and you know shooting takes this many or moving takes this many etc so that's is the whole combat system in fallout Mm -hmm. 2 so they're like how do we adapt it and just turned it into an option where if you want to go into vats it's just a paused mode and you can just target Mm -hmm. whatever you want to target and then it'll unfold um Mm -hmm. So yeah, I found it really useful. Once I figured out that it was way more useful to me close range than it was long range, then I ended up liking it a lot. At first, I was like, I never hit the thing. Like, what, about, what am yep. I doing? Um, but yeah, once I figured it out and like adapted to it, it was great. That was my biggest like reservation or hang up when I started first playing because I was like, I can't shoot like the broadside of a barn <laughs> with this pistol at 20 meters away. But then thought about it and said, okay, well, I guess in a in a wasteland like this, in the future, if your weapon is, like, cobbled together with, you know, nuts and bolts and other parts from things, it wouldn't fire accurately at 20 meters unless you were incredibly skilled. So I got over it. But that was my, my big, like, okay, this isn't really a shooter. This is an RPG that has shooting mechanics because if you shoot at something... Like it is doing the dice rolls every time you shoot and say, okay, 30%, 30%, 70%. And that determines whether or not this individual bullet hits. And I really learned to lean on 
certain weapons at a close range and then certain weapons with vats. I found that I actually used my like hunting rifle with vats a lot, mm-hmm. uh, especially with some of the perks that I got later on that really helped with your um, with your accuracy with those weapons. That I, that's how I use vats, which was maybe a little bit different. Even sometimes if I was killing bugs, I would use vats yes. with a, like a hammer or a crowbar oh. or a baseball bat, and it was great. I don't think I use a melee weapon the entire game. Maybe at the very, very beginning when you're still in the vault. What? I don't melee. No. What do you mean? I have like 17 different guns. Ammo's limited. Okay. No, no, no. So, okay. At the very, very beginning. (laughs) Yes. Ammo feels very limited. It's almost a survival game. Like, it's like, how am I going to scrap together enough stuff to be able to like make my way out there to this other Mm -hmm. town? Like, I don't have enough stuff. And then later on in the game, because I, you know... I, I I am more of a completionist than you are and I picked yes. up everything of value and I have a whole thing where I'm like, okay, if it is worth if it is worth ten times its weight, then I will keep it. If it's worth less if it's it is worth less than that, then it's not worth me carrying around like and I had so much money, I had all the money. I had too much money. Okay. Um okay. and then yeah, I don't know. I just ended up with a lot like tons of ammo. Like I like I said, like so many different guns and I'm just like oh I'm running low on this one it's okay I have these eight other guns to choose from there's a lot of options Um, some of them are very similar to each other I don't know that there's a lot of variety but there's a ton of Mm. options yeah there's really like if you think about it like maybe even though there's different like types of ammo sizes and whatever Mm -hmm. there's probably like seven kinds of of guns there's like flamethrower uh, projectile, like explosive, mm-hmm. uh, pistol, shotgun, SMG, rifle, sniper, hunting rifle, mm-hmm. melee. Which I guess is it's a, a good amount of variety. But once energy weapon, once they start eight. to feel like they're repeating on themselves, that's where it's like, oh, now you're just kind of padding it. Like the, the electric yeah. weapons feel very similar. Like yes, they're more effective. Mm-hmm. I believe they're more effective against robots. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they fire the same and they kind of feel the same. So like you're you have like three different pistols, but they're all kind of very similar. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, same with the rifles. Also, like ah, this yeah. is like the same thing. It just fires a different. You have an assault rifle or a Chinese assault rifle, yeah. or yeah, they're they're, they're very samey. Mm-hmm. Although I I did even though there wasn't a lot of them, I think they they each felt. To your point, I think I'm making the opposite point of you, where like mm. they each felt a little bit different, um, but maybe there could have been more like variety within a category. Because like an energy weapon, I don't care if it's a pistol or a assault rifle as yeah. an energy weapon, all of them just feel like crap. <laughs> yes, this yeah. is true. Um, you know what I want is I want more um, progression in what I could find. I feel like I mm-hmm. could find most things. I guess I guess the plasma weapons were like late game, but the plasma weapons didn't mm-hmm. feel new. It just felt a variety yep. of the old like energy weapons I had. Yep. So and same with like armor. I was like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. kind of I'm capped out already. Like I'm not finding anything yep. better. Like this combat mm-hmm. armor I have is pretty much it. Unless you want to get into mm-hmm. your um like mech suit thing, which I never like to do. Like in mm-hmm. I didn't like it in Fallout Four either. Um. So I don't know. I guess I just wanted something new to find later in the game. And I felt like there wasn't. But but I guess there is enough variety to begin with. There's a Gatling gun, like a laser yeah. Gatling gun, which once you run into mm-hmm. like one of those super mutants with a Gatling gun, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm out of my depth. OK, never mind. I thought I could handle this <laughs> yeah. and I can't. 
Yeah, I'm going to use all of my ammo and then all of my health to beat this super mutant. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, there's just another one yeah. by the movie theater. Okay. Uh, yeah, I... Um, uh, the, the one weapon that I couldn't understand, and I, I'm sort of regretful that I held on to it for so long, is there's like a mini nuke that whenever mm. I fired it, I just killed myself. <laughs> And I just, I should have sold it because I don't, I didn't understand it. Was it a, a fat boy as well? Yeah. I, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it's it. It's the fat boy that fires mini nukes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I never really, I, I tried it once and I was like, ah, no. And it also it's worth so much money that I was like, no, I'm just going to mm-hmm. sell it every time I get it. Um, which actually brings me to another thing. I really like mm-hmm. the repair mechanic. Um, the yeah. fact that you can pick up a gun and just like in your inventory right there because your weapons degrade like pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Um, yeah. But so and then obviously it becomes less effective as it breaks down and then it becomes like almost unusable. Um, but if you pick up that same weapon, you can use it to just repair the other one in your inventory or, you know, whichever one you want to repair. What? Which excuse me? You didn't repair your weapons in your inventory? <laughs> No, I, I always would repair them by going to like a a merchant to be like, pay, I'm going to pay to repair this or like just throw out that one and then like use the other one that had like a quarter like efficiency left. No. God damn. No, if really? You pick up like four assault rifles. You're just like repair, repair, repair. And now you have one perfect assault rifle. I didn't just, know you could basically yeah, combine them. Just like that out in the field. Yeah. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> next time maybe we should break the cardinal rule of of <laughs> podcasting for like tips and tricks like that yeah but so, i should be like katie i'm bad at video games can you please give me tips on how to play this game better so i like that mechanic where it's like oh i can either use this or i can bring it back and sell it if i want to but if i need to just repair my weapon right here i can do it and then like the better your repair skill is the more effective you are while you do it god instead of, i didn't invest in my repair skill either oh that's because you were like why do i need this these other people repair things for me <laughs> yes. have you heard about money i've got plenty of it <laughs> exactly yeah that sounds like a person 10 penny towers rich in fallout 3 yeah, yeah i'll get to that i have a yeah. story about that but tell it now this is our podcast baby okay 10 penny towers so i think it was called yeah. 10 penny towers so i'm near the end of my playthrough um, mm-hmm. where I'm like, okay, I gotta clean up whatever things I want to do. This is clearly la- the last mission. Okay, maybe we say if you're listening and you haven't played Fallout Three and you want to, it's a 15 year old game. So like from here on, we're gonna spoil. Yes, it. three, two, one, Katie, go ahead. So I'm like, well, before I finish, even if I don't keep it, like even if I reload a save before I don't didn't do it, I need to blow up Megaton just to see what happens, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Because I have to. Okay. So I yeah. so I go in. It's very easy. He's really like, take this thing and attach it to the bomb. And you're just, your mechanic yep. skill has to be high enough. Or your science skill has to be high enough. So I'm like, yep. sure. I go down, attach it. And then it's like, okay, now go to this safe place and uh, watch it blow up. I'm like, oh, okay. So the safe place, because the person who asked you to do it is from Tenpenny Towers. Um, yep. And earlier in the game, I had tried to get in there and they were like, no, you're not coming in. And then he wanted a bribe. And I'm like, no, I'm not giving you money. I'm like, screw you. I'm leaving. So I just never went in there. Um, Just out of spite. So I go back and they let me in because I put the bomb there. And then so we go up to the balcony or whatever. And I'm around all these rich people 
in the tower okay. and i'm like these people yep. are terrible and they're like okay yep. we're gonna watch a blow up and then they're just like ah, ha, ha, ha. they're like sipping their scotch and they're like well that was amusing for five minutes we just blew up a whole town of people amazing and i'm like screw you people you are all terrible i reloaded my last save before i blew up megaton went to ten penny yep. towers paid the bribe went in there and just like shot a bunch of people <laughs> and if because you were like these people are terrible yeah. you cannot live so i killed all the security guards and then i realized that if i kill one of like the regular people my karma really drops so i'm like fine i won't kill mm-hmm. all of you anyone who messes with me though is gonna get it and then i went to the top of the tower to find the old guy that was sipping his whiskey and laughing and i mm-hmm. shot him and killed him and then left and was like all right i'm done here and i left and then uh and then proceeded to end the game Man, I, that is the, the decision that I like debated on for the longest time in my playthrough of Fallout 3 of like, am I going to save Megaton or blow up Megaton? Uh, and I think for me, it was a place that I always went back mm-hmm. to. So e- like even in the end game. So just out of a like utilitarian standpoint, I was like, I need Megaton. I keep calling it <laughs> Megaton. Uh, so I am going to save Megaton. Uh, but what I ended up doing is like, first I discovered quickly that like, don't break into other people's houses no. without, because they will, all, every single person in town will shoot and try and kill you. Your sneak level better be like seven year higher or if you're going to be sneaking it in places. Not. Yeah. The first time I tried this, like I, and I also didn't like save for 45 minutes. So <gasps> I like broke into someone's house and then everyone killed me and I didn't have an auto save. So it was, I, I lost like 30 minutes of progress. Um, so I learned my lesson the hard way in Fallout 3. But I did the thing where I talked to that person uh, and told him to get lost, uh, the person who was sitting in the saloon yeah. in Megaton, and he just like shot the sheriff <gasps> right outside the saloon. It just like in cold blood, what? in in broad daylight, just kills the freaking sheriff. Oh my that God. That same guy, because I told him to get lost. I'm shocked. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. And like... His son is like fatherless in the town walking around owning a house. This child is like 12 years old and he loses his dad and he's in charge of his house now. And like someone else becomes the sheriff. But I'm just like, damn, I just made that call. And like a kid lost his dad. Fallout 3. Good game. Yeah. Um, I see. I never told him to get lost because in the early game, I wanted to keep the option open. So I was like, I'll just leave mm-hmm. him there and I'll come back to him. Yep. I didn't really want to blow up Megaton. Like, I was like, no, the people are there are fine. Like, I don't have an issue with it. There's no reason for me mm-hmm. to do it. Like, I don't have any incentive to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, literally, it was literally just curiosity at the end of my playthrough. Like, all right, I got to do it at least once and just see what happens. Yep. Which mm-hmm. led me to hating the other people. But, no, that's crazy. I would never mm-hmm. have imagined. You'd think he would just yep. go back to his tower. Mm-hmm. I figured he was just and like I a do gutless, appreciate- gutless rich person who was like, would never actually mm-hmm. take it into his own hands. Well, he seemed like the muscle, the person yeah, that came in to true. like take care of it in the town. So like he might not be as rich as the the scotch drinking folks that you took care of. But um, I did spend more time on the side missions than I thought. Like mm. to your point, I'm typically someone who like plays the game. I will touch a couple of side quests, but that will typically be it. it like that's typically it. I just want to play the main quests. So I did play some side quests and I quite enjoyed some of the story that I got in a lot of them. Like, I don't know if you played the side quest where you discover, like, a cult of, like, v- are they vampires? Or are they cannibals? Are they both? I think they're sort of both, where they're, like, eating people and drinking blood, but they're not real vampires, but they act like vampires. I don't 
think I did. I played this game over a longer period of time than you did. Like yeah. I started a few months ago and then kind of mm-hmm. slowly picked away at it. I don't remember that. I think you were shocked at how quickly I like oh my God. I burned through it. All of a sudden, Jacob is like, so I'm ready to podcast now. I'm done. I'm like, you started a week ago. What do you mean you're done? It's fall. It's a, it's a Bethesda RPG. I'm like, uh-huh. how are you uh-huh. done? So I assumed you did no side quests. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you at least like dabbled a little bit because I feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Like you have to do it in order to appreciate the scale of the world and like how many mm-hmm. things there are to find. Um, I feel like these days um, the things to find are a little bit more varied. Like the I feel like they've really figured out how to make everything super interesting. Whereas I feel like you get different levels of um, how rewarding each side quest is in this. Mm-hmm. But there are some gems for sure. This particular side side quest was the blood ties side quest um, that started with getting a message from uh, Lucy West, who I believe is in Megaton. And then you get tied up in like... Um, like two warring factions on top of that highway, the town on top of the highway where like people end up dead in that like makeshift town. And then you have to like mediate between two sides and oh surprise, one side is actually like a cult of folks who, do they call them the the family? Do they call themselves vampires or Members of the family overcome their hunger for human flesh by drinking human blood akin to the mystical vampires in the stories before the Great War. I totally miss this. This is a good one. Yeah, it's a good-ass side quest. And then what it actually gives you is, depending on the way that you solve it, you can actually get the ability when you get blood uh, bags, instead of one HP, you get 20 HP back every time that you use one. I was waiting to unlock that perk all game. And I was like, when am I going to do mm-hmm. this? Because right now these blood packs are kind of useless to me. Like they tap, yep. they weigh something. Whereas At 20 HP, they're sort of useless to That's true. But... Late game, yes. But yeah. But yeah. Huh. Interesting. Do you feel like you're the only person in your circle who wants to go deep about video games regularly? We were like that too. Until now. Welcome to Crossplay Conversations, the brand new bi-weekly topical video game podcast from Luke Lewis, Joseph Hooper, and Jacob McCord. With many years of breaking it down separately on shows like the Left Behind Game Club, Player Player Podcast, and Lukewarm Games, the gang is finally coming together to publish their gaming group chat in audio form every other week. Expect roundtable reviews of the latest games, profiles of upcoming indies, and insightful conversations about essential topics in the video game industry. All with a mostly positive, insightful, and fun style. Help us out by subscribing on your podcast platform of choice to get the first episodes delivered straight to your feed. And follow us on Twitter at Crossplay Convos for updates about the show. Cheers and and happy happy gaming. gaming. Do you have a favorite side quest? Um, I just like... I just like exploring the different towns and getting like, mm-hmm. I love how much backstory they put into each, um, each settlement and like mm-hmm. the people, so-and-so is mad at so-and-so for whatever reason. And, uh, there's the church of the atom bomb over here and there, yep. and there's some people who hate the church of the atom <laughs> right. bomb and they're like those crazies over there and they're all mad at mm-hmm. each other and like getting into like the drama. I thought that was a very thing that you, Jacob may appreciate 
is yeah. is the drama. You know I love the drama. Is the drama. You love the drama. So yeah, like, oh, so-and-so's sleeping with so-and-so and like, so-and-so's mad. I'm like, oh, Jacob's gonna dive right into that. <laughs> yeah, it's like the OC, but in the wasteland. Yeah. And so I, I adored it. Um, later in the game, uh, there were some perks that I really appreciated. And although I think I ended the game in the like teens as far as my level went, I adored there was an exploding corpse one where like if you did a successful headshot and it might have been in vats yeah they would like explode into a bloody like pulp of like flesh and blood and it was my favorite thing that's great see that one i was like i don't i don't know if i want that i was like i can spend my perk points somewhere else a little bit better <laughs> than that um i'm trying to think there was definitely some there was one that I just didn't do. It was stealing independence that I was like, oh, I kind of want to go like on a national treasure mission and try and find like the, yep. the declaration of independence. You had to steal the declaration of independence, Yeah, right? but I, at that point I was like, ah, I'm, I'm too far in this game. Like, I don't want to do that right now. Um, another thing of how I approach these games that for better mm-hmm. or for worse, I have commitment issues, like just in life. <laughs> so whenever okay. any faction is like, join us over here, I'm like, no. I'm going to join yep. you, but what if there's other factions out there that I won't yep. join yep. anyway? Like, I won't join any mm-hmm. of them, so I don't know why I'm worried about mm-hmm. what else there is going to be. But I'm like, no, I very much am like, no, I'm a lone wolf. I don't need anybody. I don't need you people. I'm around yep. for a little bit. Like, I'm here, and I might help you out a little bit, but I'm not one of you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different factions, and like, um, separations within the faction like there's mm-hmm. the Brotherhood of Steel and then there's the offshoot yep. of them they're like the outcasts mm-hmm. I believe because they mm-hmm. diverted in their mission where the Brotherhood of Steel was supposed to like find science because there's factions who are basically trying to save the world who are like no we mm-hmm. know how we're going to save the world mm-hmm. um, so the Brotherhood of Steel is trying to get science of some kind that they can use to do something. And then Mm -hmm. um, they started steering more towards like helping people or like killing the mutants because there's mutants because of course there are. Um, And then the outcasts are like, no, what about the original mission? What about that? So it's like, oh, there's, um, it's just well thought out. And it's like, I really Mm -hmm. appreciate it. And there's like Mm -hmm. big town. And then later you find the kid town that's like yeah, a which is great. I love that yep. idea so much. I think that's one of my favorites. Yep. Is then you get there and you're like, no, but like when you oh, it's the Goonies. Yeah, but when we get too old, people have to go to Big Town because you can't trust big people. Yep. So like when people get too big, <laughs> we kick them out and they go live to Big Town, which you find on just like the wasteland. And I'm like, I found uh-huh. that place twenty hours ago. I'm like, oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Like I didn't know that. Um, Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's the little. I things. mean, even exploring other vaults was yeah. super cool. I don't know how many other vaults you actually explored, but I think tied into the main mission, which we've not explicitly mentioned, mm. like you essentially get thrust into a story where your father, uh, your daddy, uh, decides that he wants to bring pure water or bring clean water to everyone because that's been one of the biggest struggles in this kind of wasteland era through project purity Mm -hmm. which is supposed to like purify all the water in the world um but like goes against what other like other people just want to control things so that Mm -hmm. they don't want this this project to go forward um and as a part of that you have to go to another vault to find a part and in this vault there's like a simulation happening of like a really uh like basically like leave it to beaver 
that you have to participate in where if you go into one of these pods you're like in an episode of leave it to beaver and that's honestly one of my favorite parts of this entire game where you play a kid and you can decide like hey i'm, I'm gonna like discover how to actually get out of the simulation without killing anyone but at the end of it the professor who's in charge of this experiment basically like coerces you to kill every single other person that's in the simulation to get out of the simulation. And, uh, it was just so funny, like running around as a kid with like a knife and a mask, just like killing every single person. Yeah, I did it. Oh my God. I I couldn't figure out how to do the other thing. So I'm just like, ah, whatever. I'm just going to kill everyone. Oh my God. It's a simulation. It Uh, was funny as hell. Is that okay? That, that was definitely my favorite main story beat. Um, that was yeah. when I was like, oh, we're doing other things within the main story that are surprising. Because mm-hmm. um, up yeah. till then, I had really hadn't been surprised. You just meet people. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, go find this thing. You go find that thing, yeah. find another person, etc. And you just kind of, you know, rewash. But that was like, oh, this is different and a new place and like a new um, a new gameplay and a new kind of different puzzles and creepy uh, you start talking to that little girl and then all of a sudden yep. her voice changed because so you're trying to get your dad so in a yep. nutshell you cut out of the vault you're trying to find your dad because your dad left the vault excuse already. me daddy please say daddy i can't i can't do it um i refuse you can't make me um so you're trying to find liam neeson daddy and then you find oh he's somehow in this simulation why i don't know but sure they, the professor who's running it is in the simulation in the middle of the center of the, this little town as a little girl and you talk to her and you immediately are like, oh, you're creepy and weird. Um, yep. Even just her face modeling, I'm like, oh, you're just unsettling. And then all of a yeah. sudden her face, her voice changes to like a grown man professor mm-hmm. voice and it's terrified, but it's still the little girl. Yep. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> this is weird. I don't like it. Um... Yeah, it was, like I said, it was by far my favorite main story beat because it was just different and surprising. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is a little mini set piece thing. Yeah, great. I'm going to figure it out. Yep. I killed one person. And mm-hmm. then once I did that, and then once the professor was like, haha, okay, cool. Now kill everyone. I was like, all right, I'm not, you know, I'm not your little like, yep. puppet here. Like, don't tell yeah. me what to do. Like, I'm mm-hmm. too stubborn for this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. Because your dad to you. was the dog, right? Yes, your dad is the dog. Yeah, yeah great, <laughs> excellent. Because um, yeah, no so the professor's like, yeah, guess what? If you die in here, you die in real life too. Ha ha ha! She's dead now, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, because I blew up the one woman because I had her bake a pie yep. while after messing with her oven, and she died. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I felt bad, and he's like, yeah, I'd go get the mask and the knife and just run around, yep. which is kind of funny in a weird, yep. you know, sick video game way, but. But yeah, no, that's when I was like, no, I'm going back into that weird house that I went to earlier and I'm going to figure it out. And basically, how do you figure out that puzzle? It's like push buttons that aren't apparent. Yeah. So they're just objects. You're basically just touching objects. Mm. And then this is not accessible in any way. In order. This is something that like today they would have to make a completely different puzzle because it's not uh, like accessible to anyone who is hearing Mm -hmm. impaired at all. Because your only indicator is sound is like the tone um because you hit the one basically you just have to hit items and then Mm -hmm. if if an error sound occurs and you're like oh i did them in the wrong order and it's really just trial and error like this one then this one then this one oh and not that one which one's the next one yeah and trying it out and figuring it out 
Um, I must have tried it 20 times and I didn't want to watch a fair. like walkthrough playthrough. So I just decided to don the mask and become just gonna murder a thing. villain. So you get access to the, you know, whatever, the, the computer. And then you can basically mm-hmm. shut it down with the, I believe, the Chinese something uh, protocol where basically a bunch of Chinese soldiers come in and kill everyone anyway. And I was like, well, I guess I could have just ran around as a kid and like Michael Myers yeah. everybody, but it's fine. We got there. Uh, that was the first time where I like got a huge negative karma hit mm-hmm. when I decided to do that. But honestly, I think my one regret with Fallout 3 is not picking a lane. Like, Oh, like a personality? A, a good karma. Yeah, good karma or bad karma because I ended up somewhere in the middle and that meant that like, for example... I couldn't bring certain people into my like party to be companions mm-hmm. because my karma was either too high or too low. Uh, my karma was pretty good. I'm not okay. a huge companion person except for at the very end, which I'll get to. And also a dog. Dog meat. Did you run into dog yeah, meat? I didn't find dog meat. So oh. please tell me about dog you, meat. You just run into him. You're just like, oh, there's mm-hmm. a dog here. Um, I think I might have fought something. I might have killed something that was trying to like get after dog meat or something. And then dog mm-hmm. meat just comes up to you and is like, hi, like want to be friends? And I'm like, hells yeah, I do. And then uh, we're <laughs> friends. We're buddies. And then, but then running around, we ran around together for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to send you off to like get supplies because I don't, I don't need you right next to me all the time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dog. But um, yeah, dog meat's cool. Um, mm-hmm. Other companion. So we mentioned they're mutants, which are, mm-hmm. I like the enemy variety also. I like yeah. just running around, like getting across the wasteland, you, not knowing, especially for, for the first like 10 hours or so, not knowing mm-hmm. what you're going to run into. Like what the first yep. time a mire, a mire lurker, mire lurk yeah. comes out of like yeah. a, a lake and starts running mm-hmm. at you and you're like, oh my God. And yep. they're terrifying and really fast and mm-hmm. like really spongy. So you're like shooting it and it just keeps coming that's cool i'm like oh no it's a giant enemy crab yeah um yeah and then later like the super the like leader the mire alert king is uh Mm -hmm. like a stranger things looking uh like what's his face yeah stranger things vecna yeah like a vecna looking guy a vecna looking thing Mm -hmm. yeah i I even liked the variety on some of like the bugs and like sometimes there'd be like a guard robot that you gotta shoot his brain in a jar like Apart from the human enemies that like had very little variety between them, I, I appreciated some of those creatures that were that, that were in the uh, wasteland. Mm-hmm. For me, the only companion that I found and brought successfully onto my onto my team um, was Fox. Very late in the game. That's the mutant Fox guy, is right? The super mutant. Yeah, yes. me too. Is that what who are you going to talk about? That's my friend. Yeah. That's my buddy. I like Fox. Yeah. What a good dude. Yes. And then uh, comes in handy at the very end, as we said, spoilers, we find our dad, our dad dies within the Project Purity, there's something radioactive happens, he dies. And then it's like... It's basically in in the rotunda of the White House, they have this like device that's supposed to purify all the water, right? Yes. But something went wrong. Uh, No, the, um, the evil corporation people show up. I forget their names. But they show up. And they're like, no, we're going to take it over. So instead, your dad just like hits the button and like irradiates the place and kills everybody in there, including himself, in order to save it. Um, And then Mm -hmm. you go off on some other adventures and come back, return. The Enclave. The Enclave, thank you. Um, With Fox, for me, with Fox. So then there was an option of like, who do do you send in to do the thing to save Project Purity? Um, What do you mean, oh? 
Why didn't I decide to do that? To send Fox in. I sent I sent the woman in. Oh my god, you killed her for no reason. Fox is right there and he's like, I'm ready to help. Radiation doesn't affect me at all. And you're like, no, she can go in there to die. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Classic. I did appreciate right before that that like there's a you basically discover that the enclave is is led by an AI. Surprise? AI's the the secret villain of this thing? Oh, Voiced you're right. by Malcolm McDowell. It is our inevitable future. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I don't know if you realize it was voiced by Malcolm McDowell. Which one's Malcolm McDowell? Uh, Malcolm McDowell, okay. I think, was in Star Trek. I'm googling. Uh, Malcolm McDowell, I also believe, was in Keep Me Honest Here Heroes. Perhaps. Oh, I know that guy. Uh, Clockwork Orange. I know him from Clockwork Orange. Yes. Yeah, was he in? I have to discover if he was in Heroes. Yeah, he was in Hero- Heroes. Uh, that's probably what I know him foremost. But uh, Legend plays the AI, and you basically approach this giant computer, and you have to enter in almost like a verbal battle with them. Where I had discovered that uh, one, they're on they're on a radio show, which is like you think, oh, there's a president, it's a man. No, it's an mm-hmm. AI with a radio program. <laughs> it's like what if Rush Limbaugh, but oh AI. god, um. But I basically got into a verbal battle with him where at the end of it, I'm just like, no, you should kill yourself. And it, and it works? Yeah. Oh! And it shuts itself down. See? Yeah, 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 speech yeah. wins the day again. Silver tongue, baby. Hey, I, in my um, exploration of that whole area, found mm-hmm. his self-destruct sequence. So I got up oh. there and I was like, maybe you shouldn't do this. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. And like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I have your self-destruct sequence. And he literally goes like, oh, uh... Uh, no you don't and i'm like yeah i did i found it in this place it's like oh uh 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 and like panic so it's like you wouldn't and i'm like ah, I'm, I'm doing it and then i killed it and it was great but yeah the like yeah. oh wow. crap from the ai is yeah. very funny mm-hmm. that whole like last five hours of the game i think like really trucked along really well of like you get captured for getting the geck uh you have to break mm-hmm. out of like the enclaves uh uh, prison you discover the the zach's artificial intelligence and then you have a like commie giant robot a, a commie iron giant that like helps you yes. assault the white house to like take on project purity it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it it is a good like fast moving um all i can think of is french word denouement like the yep. uh you know just end trail of the, uh-huh. of the story um mm-hmm. I will say the story I really don't care about. Like the overarching story, I don't care. Like you got to go find mm-hmm. your dad. I'm like I don't I don't care. The overarching story is a B plus to me. It's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. it's like the little moments that are sprinkled throughout yeah. that that's where the gold is. Like like I said, like mm-hmm. how you interact with the AI computer and like, "Oh, mm-hmm. guess what? I found that thing and now I can do this." It's that stuff that really is mm-hmm. where these games shine. To me not the main actual storyline like if you write out the story i don't really care and it's like oh project parody yeah. and you're trying to save the world sure but like it doesn't actually i don't know it doesn't actually matter to me i guess because it's mm-hmm. a fake story and i don't care um same thing with fallout 4 they're like you have to find your kid and i was like i don't care my kid could be <laughs> dead i don't care because uh, i'm weird i don't know we're both not parents it's fine. that's true <laughs> um travis would be like i need to find my boy my, boy, my baby boy um <laughs> so yeah it's the little stuff it's like the you know varied ways of how you can get out of a situation and how you chose whether or not you chose to like 
go and enslave that person like that one guy asks you to, which is weird. Yep. Oh, and there's slavers mm-hmm. too. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you play any of the, the DLC? Because I played maybe 30 minutes of uh, Lookout look Point. Yeah, Lookout Point. Um, Lookout Point. I went there just to see what it was about and basically got mm-hmm. there and was like, oh, okay, it's just more Fallout. Like, I don't, I didn't feel the yeah. need to do it. Um, and then I left because I already spent, like, I played this game for 30, longer than you. 38 hours yeah. I played this game for. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. You played longer than so I did. So I was like, no, I'm good. I don't, I don't need this. It, they didn't, it, they didn't hook me in any way of to continue playing it. Yeah, I only played 25-ish, somewhere in the like 25 to 30 range, mm-hmm. which like I thought about going back into it and doing like there's a world where I might go back and, and poke around because my understanding is some of these DLC packs, because um, there's five of them, um, Operation Anchorage, The Pit, Broken Steel, Point Lookout, and Mothership Zeta, and that Mothership Zeta like sends you to outer space, uh, and that like Broken Steel you have to fight the enclave again uh those seem pretty good but i don't know it just seemed like more fallout and i was like i'm good for now um so okay so the one that i did end up playing oh okay was that i accidentally ended up playing basically because i didn't do it intentionally (laughs) and all of a sudden i was like oh my god where am i um was the alien one okay yeah which at first at first was cool because it was different enough that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is different. There's different stuff. There's different items. Um, basically, the aliens have been abducting people from all over time. So, like, there's a mm-hmm. samurai guy that you let out of a cryo. <laughs> there's a cowboy. Like, it's just ridiculous and fun. Yep. But you really can't leave until you're, yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're stuck in it. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike Point Lookout. So, I was just stuck in it. And I got really sick of it really, really fast because it was just, like, corridors like shooting aliens in corridors and it's like we got to get to this end of the spaceship all right let's go down that corridor and shoot some aliens get the thing like i got so bored but i was stuck Mm -hmm. in it and i didn't want to reload before i did it so i'm like no i'm gonna finish it and i was so mad (laughs) i was furious how long it's like probably two or three hours it was too long it was too long to be stuck in. And again, I was like, I, this is just hallways, which to me is not where Fallout shines. Fallout does not shine in its hallways. It shines in its mm-hmm. wasteland. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. oh, God, now I'm just running around. I got some cool alien weapons, I guess. But like, th- so then after that, I was like, I don't need to do DLCs ever again. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. It was cool, though, that I found a couple pieces of alien like ammunition in a different place. Like, I just stumbled upon to a couple, like, parts, and I was like, oh, that's cool. There's, like, alien weapons. Wonder where those Mm -hmm. are. And (laughs) then, like, many hours later, accidentally found the spaceship and then got zipped off into space. Um, So, yeah, it, it, in concept, it was cool. But actually playing through it, I was like, oh, God, get me out of here. When is this going to (laughs) end? Like, please make it end. So... So I guess if folks are want to poke around with the DLC, like Mothership Zeta may not be maybe it. Maybe not. If it's the last one, maybe that one's the last one that, you know, they're running out of ideas a little bit, but that's okay. Hey, Katie, you want to talk about bugs? I mean, it's Bethesda game, so of course I do. <laughs> um, okay. Actually, there weren't that many. There was a couple times where I was like, I can't get out of here, and I'm pretty sure that something was supposed to have triggered actually in the alien place oh not like big bugs that are in the wasteland you want to talk about this game being buggy? yes 
Of course. Okay. <laughs> you thought I was going to go off on like a five minute diatribe about bugs? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. The bugs are too big in this too game. Big. I hate bugs. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah. Of course, one of the big ones that like impeded my progress was on the alien ship where I was and I was already mm-hmm. mad and I'm like, the door is supposed to open. I know the door is supposed to open. And I had to reload a save and I was so mad. Um uh, obviously, you know, as happens in most Bethesda games, you have random enemies just kind of like flinging into the air, like miles <laughs> yeah. into the air and disappearing. And I love that every time it happens. Did you play this on PC? Yes. Okay. What did you play it on? I played it on an Xbox oh. and I, I didn't experience that many like, did I clip into some textures? Oh, did yeah. I get stuck on stuff sometimes? Sure. But like nothing major. Yeah. Uh, all of a sudden scorpions just like fling, like slingshots into the air and disappears love it um or a car like an exploding car um Mm -hmm. i always got caught by the exploding cars you're in a firefight and all of a sudden the car next to you explodes and then you die no never got hit by an exploding car oh my god it's bane of my existence um one of my big bugs which almost felt like a feature was okay you know the guy in megaton who will uh buy your scrap for like 10 credits each time yeah the guy who's on drugs in the in the like water plant or no is he on drugs I don't remember him being on drugs. Maybe not. Maybe he's happily on drugs. Anyway. Oh, you know what? No, it's the other. There's like the the black guy in the in the water yes. treatment facility, Walter. I believe. And then there's yes, which is Walter. And then there's like the rich white kid mm-hmm. who like does drugs at night in the water. Who's plant. just like, why are you here? And I'm like, why are you here? Yeah. And then we just walked away from each other. Um, oh no! I, I there's a quest line where I'm like, I want to buy your drugs, oh. and he let me buy his drugs at nighttime. Oh, nice! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Walter, I had been just like selling him so much scrap for so much money for a long time, and then I went back to Walter because I had like you know like thirty pieces of scrap, and I'm like, I'm gonna make so much money, and Walter's not there, and I'm like, where are you, Walter? So I wait a couple hours. Walter's still not there. Wait a couple hours. Walter's still not there. I'm like, where the hell is Walter? What happened? I Googled it. Apparently, Walter can occasionally, um, when he walks outside and like leans on the railing at night, mm-hmm. occasionally he falls through the railing and dies <laughs> at the base of Megaton. <laughs> That's so great. If, oh my God. And like, you can like, if, you might be able it's to find him. You might be able to find his body. And apparently you can like resurrect him with like a cheat code or something. But I was just like, and I tried to find him not to resurrect. Him, it's a feature, Katie. I just wanted to see where he was. And I couldn't find mm-hmm. Walter, but I'm like, that must be what happened because he's gone and he never came mm-hmm. back. And it felt like a feature. <laughs> it felt like uh-huh. uh, you thought this was always going to be here. Guess what? Nope. He died because this is fallout uh-huh. and bad things happen to people. I'm like... But Walter. Yeah, it's emergent gameplay, don't you know? <laughs> yeah. But also that made me laugh. They prayed before pray prayed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so instead of uh aside from the one like impeding progress bugs, I didn't have any like bad bugs that like negatively affected my gameplay, which is good. Okay. I didn't have any which I was surprised on cuz like you know that it used an old engine and oh, yeah. people used to say like that that fallout engine sure is crap right so many bugs we'll see what happens with um by the time you hear this starfield oh. should be out so we should know if it lives up to matt booty's expectations of this is the bethesda game with the least amount of bugs ever which i i don't know it's it's the biggest so how can it have the least bugs ever i don't believe it but okay um yeah my last thing i just want to touch on is 
bobcat. You can run into someone who runs a. Um, did you run into the railroad lady? No. Who's trying to like free um, cyborgs? Like. No. Robots. So, oh, I think I got partway through this quest and then like abandoned it. Was it like you have to look for my cyborg? Yes. He's and like find known information. Yeah. Yes. So he's I like halfway through that. He quest. Re- actually, you know what? That's my favorite side quest aside from this railroad. Oh, part. that is my favorite one because okay. it's just it was just written really well. Where the guy's like, no, he ran away. Like just get him back. And you're like, and you can ask. You can be like, why did he run away though? Like, did he want to run away? Like, and he's like, no, no, he doesn't know what he's doing. It, it doesn't matter. And then you can find stuff that basically there's like um, audio logs and stuff of like the cyborg being like, no, I want to like live my life. And like, he's clearly gained like self uh, like actualization and like, like sentience. Yes, he's gained sentience. He has like wants and desires and needs and like wants to leave and live a life and all that stuff. And you can kind of bite come back at the guy and be like i it sounds like he just like like you know he knows what he wants and he's like no 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 he's a robot it's fine um and then you can go out and basically so i ran into this woman who's like i run it's it's poorly named like it's like oh this is too on the nose she runs an organization called the railroad that tries to save enslaved robots um, yep. from their uh, you know slave masters and like get them mm-hmm. away and I'm like did you have to call it the railroad and it's and like I don't know <laughs> maybe a little too on the nose it's too on the nose I was like I get yeah. I see what you're doing but like you didn't have to make it <sighs> reflecting on race if you're not going to like dive into it like it, it just felt yeah. half-hearted cheap yeah it felt cheap I was like if you're gonna do yeah. it do it but like don't just slap it on there for to Mm-hmm. To make it resonant to this person, and the and the person, we call that pulling a quantic dream. It, yeah, basically, because the woman who runs it also is black. So I'm like, oh, so you thought that it had to be a black woman running the railroad? I don't know. It was just, it was weird. But aside from that, so you can basically get a um a part of that cyborg and bring it back to the guy and be like, yeah, I killed it, even though you didn't, and like tell him you did. Nice. And save okay. The, the machine. Oh. Yeah. So, which is what I did because again, I'm a sociopath with a heart of gold. So, so yeah. That, so what part was it where you're like, take my baby toe? Was it like a spoilers for Netflix's You? Did you watch that show? No, I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, skip ahead ten seconds if you don't want to get spoiled by You. Okay, he cuts off his baby toe and like leaves it for the police so that he can like uh, escape to a new identity. I see. Basically, yeah. that yes, that is what happened <laughs> in a nutshell. Silly, silly, uh, yeah. So yeah, it was my favorite one, even though it showed me a part of the game that I was like, this probably wasn't the most tastefully done thing in the world, but still, I enjoyed it. Final question for you. Yes. We obviously both really like Fallout 3. Is there, what is the next like big RPG that you think that you're going to, you're going to play and tackle? And if it's Starfield, maybe give me a second answer too. Hmm. Um... Maybe New Vegas, like if I'm going to stay in this okay. lane. But you know what? You know what? I never played The Outer Worlds and I'd like to. Ooh. So maybe that one. I don't know. Okay. I, you know. Hold on. As someone who has played The Outer Worlds, I have to tell you that like that was my first introduction to this style of game and I really enjoyed it. It had a lot of the same DNA, um, but I remember the shooting obviously being more modernized because it's a game that came out 12 years after this one. Uh, and I do remember liking some of the characters and the, and the world and the stories that were being told. Um, 
I think either. So actually, I have. I did start playing Breath of the Wild and then set it down. Okay. I make it back to that. Okay. I don't know that I count that as an RPG. It's an open world thing. It's not, you know, light on the yep. RPG uh, mechanics. Maybe I'll go back to uh-huh. Cyberpunk because I never finished it, but I really, Ooh, really, really liked okay. it. Like, I, I okay. really liked Cyberpunk, but I, it's just... I'm a person who doesn't race through these games and then I had spent so much time and then something else had come out, but I'm like, I will come back to you cyberpunk. So maybe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, like I'm definitely going to try Starfield because you know, it's, it's on game pass, the greatest deal in gaming. So you can't like, it's free to try cause I pay for this service. It's not really free by definition, but you know what I mean? Um, but I think the thing that I'm going to start doing is like, especially as we are now doing less episodes of this podcast, like I think what I'm going to do is set out like three games every year that like from my backlog that I'm going to set on a chart and be like, I'm going to play these mm. three games this year that are old and any, uh, anything else I do is gravy. This year it was Chrono Trigger, Fallout 3 and Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, next year, I think my next one of these might be Fallout New Vegas. Oh, yeah. I, I want to yeah. play Fallout New Vegas now, especially. Um, hmm. and, I, and I think there are new more... Tell me, did they fix it on Xbox with your movement in Fallout, where, when Fallout 3, where it, if you're going diagonally, at the end of you walking, it'll like take a sidestep because, I don't know, it can't figure it out. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, if you didn't notice it, I didn't then notice it doesn't that. do it. Um the version I played on PC still had that. And it, at first it drove me nuts. And then I kind of mentally got over it. Um, but I think New Vegas has more um, uh, mods to like fix. Bugs? No, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Um, no more mods to like fix weird things like that. Um, so uh-huh. I don't know. I've, New Vegas, I've heard great things. And, mm-hmm. you know, this was a huge game for them. And then to put out well, Obsidian made the next one, made New Vegas. But... I feel like a lot of lessons were learned from this game, so I would hope that New Vegas would be really impressive. Yeah, I just heard Matthew Perry's in it, and I said, "Oh, I want to. I like the Friends, man. Okay, let's do it." Could I be any more in Fallout New Vegas? Could I Chandler be any Chandler more Bing? In... Never mind. Did I just miss a Friends reference? It was his thing. Could I be any more? Whatever. It's okay. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on right to the end of the show. Hey, um, hey if you like this program, uh, do us a couple favors. Uh, one, send it to a friend because that's how people hear about podcasts. And if you made it this far, you probably liked us or you hate listened. And if you hate listened, then we should have a conversation. Uh, you can find us in the Discord and then maybe tell us you hate listened and then got into our Discord. Actually, don't do that. If you loved us, f- come find our Discord, leftbehindgame.club slash Discord. It's a lovely community of folks who love to talk about games and video game deals and what's going on in this crazy world of video games uh and then uh yeah give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to on this did you know that Pocket Cast now has reviews i guess but you can't do them yourselves it just creates them based on other platform reviews so like i don't know apple Podcasts, five stars spotify five stars pod chaser five stars um if it's if it's one star take it back i don't want it uh katie yes where are you on X? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, um, so when this comes out, I, will, I I don't know. I am in, as of recording, I'm in the process of shuffling over um, off of off of that other one. So I'm still there. Like, I'll still have my account. If you, if you message me on there, I'll still get the notification. But I will probably, when this comes out, be on threads. 
I guess. Okay. Same username, Lesperak, L-E-S-P-E-R-A-K. I'll probably be talking about the same stuff just over there. But again, the other one okay. will be open if, if you if you want to talk to me there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I'm at Jacob McCord on everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, except you- for Blue Sky. That's true. Blue Sky, I'm, I'm Jacob.bsky.app, I think is where I'm at, because, you know, federated protocols and whatnot. Wow. Um, but you can find me everywhere. I, I'm in limbo too. Like I, I, not to not to make this a podcast about social media apps and which ones that you use, but a lot of people have been like exaggerating about like oh the platform's dead for a very long time. But this week I truly yes. fe- as of recording I truly felt a shift in the platform in like the search is only for blue checks. Yeah, I feel like my posts aren't being seen by my friends. Yeah. Every time I go on the For You page, it's Crypto Bros and I want to die. Um, so I guess, and, and just launched a new podcast and put it and decided to only get uh, X for our social media promotion. And I regret that big time. That's it. So maybe by the time you've heard this, you've fixed it. You've, we, we fixed it. Katie? Hopefully we figured out Elaine. Yeah. Um, my For You page is still mostly cats doing funny things. So that's great. But no, it is the first time that I actually noticed like, Oh, it's significantly worse. And that was, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I just don't want to open this app that's called X because it just reminds me of of a very egotistical person who runs it. And I don't want, I don't want to interact with this anymore. So I'm probably on threads as of this recording, as of this release. You want to hear the fun thing that I discovered this week? Oh, no, probably. Sure. Let's go. You know how you used to be able to, so obviously you launched a new podcast. So like want to follow with that account. I'll, it's I'll tell so you about good, the podcast, by the way. The past, podcast. Listen. Thank you. I'll tell you about it in a second. But if you go to X, um, or sorry, if you want to look up following or followers on X, it actually limits the amount of people that you can see now. So I can't even go from my new account to like my existing accounts to be like, which one of my friends are going to want to see this thing and I should follow them. It doesn't even show you all of the following and followers anymore because I'm sure that requires rate calls that like are limited now. So... I don't know, man. This seems difficult, but sometimes I'm just like, you had a working platform and you don't know. And branding. So. You had one of the most recognizable brands in like the world and you decided to burn it yep. down. Anyway, like you said, this is not a social media podcast, but yeah, yes, it's, it's, it's confusing. So threads. I have a new podcast. <laughs> Yay. New podcast. <laughs> Threads. I have a new podcast. It's called Crossplay Conversations. It's with friends of the show, Luke Lewis and Joseph Hooper. Uh, it is a topical video game show. So if you're worried about, you know, me never appearing on the Lot Behind Game Club again, do not worry. Uh, I will be here as much as I have been. Um, but that is a bi-weekly topical game show where we talk about new games. So you might like old games if you're listening to this, but if you like new games, consider giving us a follow on all of your uh, your podcast services. We're on YouTube as well. Again, that's Crossplay Conversations. And that's all I got, Katie. Got anything else? That's all I got. All right. Well, in the words of, uh, of one of our co-founders, and that, my friends, is one less game left behind. Video games are a unique medium. They can tell stories. Immerse us in strange, fantastic worlds. Blur the very boundaries of our reality. But at the end of the day, video games are fun. Whatever fun is to you. I'm Jeff Moonen. And I am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. 
And on Fun and Games, we talk about the history, trends, and community of video games. It's a celebration of all the games we play and all the fun we find within them. And there's so many more games out there. So we hope you'll share in that conversation with us. Fun and Games podcast with Matt and Jeff. Find us on certpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And happy gaming.